0: Hello and welcome to It's Only a Game, in a week where we've had the coronation, whatever your views are on that, and we've got the lights of Eurovision coming up very, very soon. We are joined by our very own Kings of Football Podcasting, we have got Dak, how are you doing Dak?
1: Uh, not too bad Jimmy, I'm sat here polishing me crown as we speak.
0: Is that a euphemism? Because I can see you on camera. It certainly isn't. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Well, this is a different kind of podcast, and we've also got Greg. Of course, how you doing, Greg? Oh,
2: I'm unme- Yeah, just to myself. Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm glad the season's over. With it seemed like the season went on for about 15 years, but ah, oh, yeah, it's all over. It's all over, which is good. I don't know what you
0: mean. It's been, don't know what you mean, mate. It's been a fucking uh, great season. Yeah, da, da, da. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. absolutely one for the ages, support. mate. Well, I mean, uh, we should let you be on the curtain. We are currently recording. The time is currently just 20 past eight on Monday, the. 8th of May 2023, Bank Holiday Monday um, for those who don't know Everton's just won 5-1 away at Brighton um, I don't know how that's happened um, or my only observation that I made, and I said it to, me, to our Matthews man on tonight of course, my dad is that we have managed to somehow overturn the deficit that Brighton Gables and the league game of and they won a good us from um, 4-1 and I remember we had Joe on as well not long after Mal being obsessed I'm not going to, you know Greg, guys, not going to gloat. not going to gloat. But we somehow managed to overturn their 4-1 win us. Goodison. If it was a two-legged cup tie, we'd have gone through. Um, I don't know how because we're shit. But, hey, things are looking hopefully up with the draw at last turn. Is and the it is just that they have to? Um, is it because
2: they have to turn up, do you think, Jim? Because I know some teams do cave in with pressure, but is it because they know they have to get it done? They... Or? they
0: they don't have to turn up. They could just shit out the way they've been the entire season and get relegated, which is still what I'm preparing preparing for. Um, we obviously precisely we've seen rough sailing off this season. Um, I don't know what it is like. Again, I I will again admit peeking behind the curtain here. I have made a point of not watching us for quite some time because it's just too painful. I didn't watch the last of the game. You know, I didn't watch today's the, the game and spend the time the other half. You must know we've been at the Eurovision thing in Liverpool. It's been fucking brilliant. I I would recommend it. It's been brilliant. It's just been a little, you know, a fun time. Um, I know that's going to get me some absolute slack from people choosing. Steady on, Jimmy. What? What are we? A fun on? time
1: in Liverpool. Jesus Christ. I may have had shocking. I may have had a couple of drinks. I'm just knows? glad you didn't go near any uh, naked flames with that flag wrapped around your shoulders yes. because. It would have been reduced to just the two podcasts, uh, podcasters this <laughs> yeah, evening. Yeah, I have
0: got a Ukraine flag around me as well, just for yeah. solidarity reasons. I am not Ukrainian, um, just we got it from the exhibit, it was great. Um, anyway, besides the point, my day's been a lovely little bank holiday weekend. Um, and like I said, seems like Dwight McNeil channels in a Lionel Messi from reports unbelievable. And I'm going to watch the highlights later. I can't confess to have watched much this weekend. I just just what a weird, weird comeback, I think, from the last of the game and from now thinking, oh, we're dead and buried and, and still being convinced we're going to go down to now where it looks like if results go okay tonight between Forest and Southampton, we it's its weirdly in our hands, albeit we've got Man City, we've got some next, but it's still in our hands, so to speak. Do you know the score? Do you know the score? Do, do you know so, the score? Forest and yeah. Southampton? No, no. Last it's, time I saw it, it was 2-0 Forest. Before. Oh, jeez. Oh, not um, good. I was kind of hoping Southampton to do as a favourite I can't pronounce this am, lad's name.
2: Ayewoni? Awani. Awani, yes. He scored two Awani. Tybo
0: Awani. Yeah, the guy from Union Berlin. Yeah. Fantastic player. Good uh, Nigerian centre-forward. Excellent football yeah, as well, apparently. Yeah, um, Racking player. Yeah. Um, we're going to tune into a splinter podcast where Greg tries to pronounce certain footballers' <laughs> names. It's like watching Paul Merson. It's great. It's It's not real.
1: <laughs> Everyone needs a sign with the standard of yeah. disclaimers so and none of us let the sack. Yeah, well, got- we apologise to any Premier League or non-Premier League
0: footballers for any effect that the who <laughs> I'm pretty sure don't <laughs> listen and um, then Nottingham Forest fans who <laughs> definitely won't be listening to us. Um, but yeah, I think the, the bigger thing really, I've, the season will curtail in whatever manner it does in the next few weeks. I think we should focus more today I've got a little caveat, really on the seasons I have finished in the books, by the playoffs, that is indeed the EFL, the English Football League, tiers 2, 3 and 4. Um, lads, of course, you support League Two sides. Well, temporarily for now, Greg. Um, I don't need to ask you how you'd rate your seasons because various managers, a relegation, somehow Nigel Likens is director of football. Well, You know what, we'll go yeah. on to that, actually. Um We've spoken a bit about Ian Doors being recently named the permanent manager of Rovers, which I think we've made quite clear on social media and on our own little group chat. But what do you make of both the Ian Doors and then the subsequent Nigel Evkins appointments at Rovers? That's, yeah, a strange one,
1: that. I just had a, a little conversation with Greg uh, prior to us starting the recording. Jimmy kind of <coughs> said, the, the one part of it that really doesn't make any sense, and I'll come on to whether I'm for it or against it or whatever in a few minutes, the one thing that doesn't make any sense to me is the fact that Nigel Atkins was announced after Ian Dawes was announced, and that everyone seemed to, myself included, not on Twitter, um, but you know various uh, WhatsApp groups and, and so on, jumped on the thing of it's a cheap appointment of doors, this, that, and the other, you know, has he actually done enough when he's been interim manager for Rovers over those two or three spells when he has jumped in to, to warrant, giving it a go himself, etc. And the kind of unanimous verdict on that was no. Um, and then you've got the whole argument of, you know, there's no loyalty in football, this, that, and the other, but actually had he done enough to this point for, for that loyalty kind of call to, to come in, I really don't know. Then for Atkins to then be appointed director of football or whatever his, his you know name badge will say, if you like, on his, his first day at the club. Kind of makes Dawes' appointment make a little bit more sense in the in terms of that I would assume they're kind of looking as Atkins as being that um steady figure at the club and whether it's Dawes that's there for the next ten years or whether Dawes last three months next season that actually from what I am thinking will probably happen is that Atkins will have an awful lot of say in terms of the transfers, in terms of he'll obviously work very closely in terms of how Dawes wants to play um, and then facilitate that in terms of the players that I would assume he will be approaching in a similar way to how um, obviously James Vaughan was there uh, last season and then went and took up the role as um, was chief of loans or whatever it was at Everton. Um, so I think, Atkins Atkins has kind of been in the background there at the club for a long time he's he's been a, he's been linked with the club probably on and off for the last sort of four years or so since since the Mellon rain really um first and second time round uh, certainly um just before Mike Jackson took took the job as well um Atkins was all over social media, I'm saying to Greg, I think he's still got a house on the Wirral or certainly visits family on the Wirral quite regularly. Um, And he does his, for anyone who's interested on it, I think it's on his Instagram, he does kind of morning um, motivational videos, sat there eating his bowl of rabbit food or whatever it is that he, he pumps into himself. Um, And I, they were all kind of based, you know, around the Wirral doing all of these kind of walks. And it was almost like a, a tease to the Tramier fans that he was coming back and it never really happened um so i think yeah on on the whole his appointment has been received uh, very very well by the fans i know of just kind of thinking off the top of my head a few kind of groups of lads that i know from the game some of them who were not renewing the season ticket and based on the fact that he was appointed yesterday have renewed um the atmosphere at the game today take northampton's kind of obviously you know promotion um away for a minute and we'll, we'll speak about that in a few minutes take that away the atmosphere in the cop and around the place was probably the best i've seen all season which you'll know yourself jimmy from the games that you've been that you know it's not taken a lot of beating but it, it kind of felt like there was a bit of a breath of fresh air Dawes on the touchline seemed 10 times more animated than he did last week as a, as caretaker manager i don't know whether maybe a weight's been lifted off his shoulders that in his eyes now he's proved himself um and obviously Neil Dans has now returned as well, um, much to the uh the disappointment of Robbie Savage. Um, if anyone fancies a laugh, reading his statement on, on the uh the Macclesfield Town website is somewhat hilarious. He basically turns around and goes, um, you know we, we couldn't stand in his way. It's a fantastic opportunity, um, for a for a club that he says means so much to him, despite the fact he only played twenty games, and he just couldn't help himself having a pop. And I just thought, you know what, mate, just proves that money doesn't buy you everything, does it? Um. So yeah, I think I, mean, I think Dan went back in and his experience, just not even necessarily from being being with us, obviously the year that, that we were um, demoted, he, he showed his qualities anyway. Um but his kind of experience and I would assume again in a similar way to Atkins, his contacts across the certainly the lower leagues you would suspect would be very, very good. Um so yeah, it's it's an unproven um approach which is very much to tram me away at the minute, isn't it? That, you know, if everyone else says the star is blue, Mark Palios will tell you that it's purple with pink spots. Um, but could it work? Of course it can. I think we've got to back anyone who's there. We can all have our own opinions and stuff. But, you know, come come July, August time, when the season starts again, we've got to back whoever's in the dugout and whoever's wearing, wearing the white shirts. Um, yeah, I think that's all I've got to say, really, boys.
0: Absolutely, and I think we can all um, remember Robbie Savage's fantastic Macclesfield Town career, um, which led to him then buying the club and helping them back up from their admittedly disastrous fall from grace. But, um, yeah, that was quite funny. But, no, I, yeah, it's, you don't know. It's the end of the season. It's always a bit of a party unless, you know, it's gone horrendously wrong. Um, And, I, I yeah, I think there is some optimism around the Adkins appointments if you will but I do find it odd that he's been brought in I mean maybe I'm looking from the outside thinking well Adkins maybe doesn't want to be a full-time manager anymore but why they haven't just brought him in as manager right because I can almost see and I don't wish doors any ill obviously I hope he does really well but I can almost see it and definitely I can see you all smiling now and nodding that doors might last till Christmas and then he gets kind of moved backwards and they go right ah we're going to bring Adkins in as like manager and doors can be his assistants again. Everyone's going to go, well, What the fuck was the point of all that? And it, it almost feels like it's a way of trying to softly, soft, softly, soft, Uh, you know what I mean? Softly trying to change it all again, at which point you go, why not? Yeah, I think yeah. there's
1: definitely an element to that. Um, and if that is kind of the long-term approach, actually, when you look at it, it's quite a clever way of doing it because Atkins hasn't been, you know, Fantastic in his last couple of appointments. I'm trying to think off the top of my head in terms of where he's been, he was but Hull, he hasn't. Wasn't he? He, was he, yeah, he's he's.
0: Ah, oh, I can't remember if he took Hull down or got Hull up. Or no, I think he took Hull down. and think Grant. McCann, I think he
1: took them down, but Grant McCann got him Obviously, he he's one. had a really good career as a manager earlier on, and I think as as his career has kind of progressed, he's never really been able to replicate that and i think if that was the thing of that maybe even just in the back of his mind he's thinking you know what i'd like to have another you know crack at the whip but it's kind of a risk-free way of doing it isn't it because he's that's not the role that he's he's gone there to take on if it happens it happens um and yeah i think you know it's not it's not your traditional manager that we were all thinking or the traditional kind of setup i think if someone had walked into the bookies a week ago and said ian doors will be appointed manager neil dance is going to leave Mac- <coughs> macclesfield town and come back as assistant manager um and you're going to have bloody Nigel atkins back and um, they probably would have called the people in white coats to come and come and pick you up to be quite honest because no one could see that coming um and I think it's that it's a reality check as well, isn't it, in terms of where the club's up to, and obviously our own financial situation. Atkins won't be cheap, but he'll be on a lot less in that role than he would have been as manager, um, and he certainly doesn't need the money. He's he's kind of made his money from the game. I think that whole thing of when we were looking at the likes of um, was it uh, Barry Brian uh, Barry Murphy from City, um, who from what. I've I've heard, was interviewed for the job, but he wanted Rovers to also run a B team. Um, and it was the, the cost implications of that, which for him, it would make sense that he'd want that because he's all about development and whatnot. Um, but obviously the cost in, implications for the club, you know, were not feasible. But, you know, you look at the likes of him, you look at Cowley, except the Cowley brothers and stuff you think, actually, the, it's a reality check, isn't it? We're not that kind of calibre of club as much as it would love us to be. And we could be in 12 months' time. But at the minute, we're very much an average League Two side. And I think we've got to kind of accept the the window or the, the kind of pool of managers or um, potential recruits that, that we're going to be shopping in, in the next couple of months. Having said that, if we don't sign a proven striker, I will be
2: massively pissed off uh greg Sorry, am i am we on now yeah yeah super um just a quick one that we were talking about in the chat deck about the um one of the messages that you put in about this appointment um so dars he's been number two under four previous sack managers um is that something that you don't really want the underlying current of all the managers do you do you know especially four i, I can't is there is that an issue do you think jim or well both of you is that something that's it's not entirely starting again, is it? It's not quite a clean slate, is it? Yeah, it's
1: it's not it's not the clean. And I think I I personally think, and I think this is why I kind of saw my backside with the appointment a little bit. All season, there's been that, and this is not throwing Melon under the bus or any individual under the bus. They've obviously done with a different approach of signing young players, trying to develop them. And you know, we've we've said this in previous episodes. To an extent, that's worked um where the players have come on and been successful and we've reaped the benefits or they've kind of semi developed and we've sold them on for a bit of a profit which we haven't done for a few years so in that respect has the season been a success yes in terms of where we want the club to be and what the the aspirations for the season were and kind of how how we were almost sold this season as clubs do because it, you know a season of football is a product isn't it to the fans the, the consumer that's that's the end product where we missold that, absolutely we were, and I think that kind of the approach and the the kind of coaching staff and stuff that were behind it. There's been no no part of the season really, as I say, bar selling a couple of players, where you would go that's worked really well. That it, I almost to, an, to a to a degree. So in for the the listeners. Um, We've obviously got a, a WhatsApp group, and for for Greg and all the Rochdale fans and so on, their season has been ten times more appalling than than ours has been. Um, and this is there's no kind of offence, man. Here, Greg, but your season has been relatively consistent in terms of that you've kind of been there all the way through the season. And in a horrible way, that's kind of been looming because the results, bar the last couple of weeks where you've started picking up wins out of nowhere, that's kind of been the consistency. Our season's literally been like we beat Lake Norrient and then we'd go in like we'd go and get turned over by Hartlepool and then there'd be four games where there'd be, you know, we wouldn't have a shot on target and then the next week they'd turn up and put like 38 crosses into the box and look like, you know, a team that could win the league. And I think it's that. It's been the lack of consistency that's really wound the fans up, and the fact that when that consistency's not been there, it's then the young players have then been blamed. But then the the club are saying that that's the new approach, and then you shouldn't be blaming, you know, the young and experienced um, players. And now, you know, you go by the looks of it, with that approach again next season with an inexperienced manager, and it, there's just a lot of alarm bells. But then having said that it's got as much chance of of working as as anyone else, hasn't it? I think, you know, Mark said about um, like a merry-go-round of old managers who just kind of turn up, you know, they come, they take a wage, you know, they're probably going to get sacked in six months. Did he change anything? Probably not. We'll just stick with the, the squad. They might bring two or three signings in and you go through that rigmarole where the club hasn't really got an identity. And I think over the last... Obviously, we had, we had Mellon for, what, three years and we, we built that real strong identity. And then after that, it's been manager after manager turnover every six six to nine months, right? We're going down a new route, new squad, new tactics, new approaches to the game. So I think that might be where the kind of Atkins reign might come in and he can, whoever it is that's in the dugout, they're, they're there just to oversee it and pick the start 11. But I would... I would assume that Atkins would be quite active in terms of being out on the training, training ground and a lot of advisory work, um, which is what Dawes seems to have asked for as well. So, yeah, I'd, I've, I don't know how it's going to work out, lads. <laughs>
2: I can, I <laughs> can sort of understand what you're on about in terms of one week you can draw, one week you can win. You can get two wins and it's two losses. You pick, you're getting the hope built up, aren't you, with... Two wins back to back, and then you think, right? Let's build on from this. Let's build on from this, and then and then you don't not not Tranmere specifically. I mean, it's happened to us and other teams, but I can see how that that can be really really frustrating because you think, right? We have got that win. It was one nil, clean sheet. You know, perfect result. Somewhat one nil. Let's build on, and then it's completely. You could lose three nil the next game. So it's sort of Jacqueline Hyde. Sometimes I've noticed with Tranmere a little bit. Obviously not as bad as us, but. It's a different level of frustration, but it's also can be more frustrating when you think, let's build from this, and then you can, I, I would say. Or, or they don't, I should say.
0: Yeah, I think I think to, to offer a bit of a point maybe to, to look forward is where were like Norian and Stevenage last season? Uh, they weren't much to shout at. I mean, Northampton obviously will go on to League Two and promotions and all that. Northampton obviously very unfortunate to miss out on automatic last season with that. Bristol Rovers win, and you know, fair off they've gone this year, they've regrouped. That's taken mental fortitude to, to come back from that. But Lane Orient and weren't, I think, Stevenage were right down there in Orient with mid table. And it shows that you can bounce from being an absolute nothing team in the nicest way to the top of League Two in a summer. Um, it's it's not, you know, it's not impossible at all, but yeah, I think with Rovers, you have been very Jacqueline Hyde, um, from even what I've seen alone, I've uh, you know, Salford away. Place the whole fan, and then the fans have been and Hyde as well because they've responded to the team on the pitch. Where the atmosphere isn't bouncing out like Salford, or you know, playing a good side, and winning the game, and then going to see like the Walsall game, or there's been a few others where it's just been dire, you know. So, from Rovers have been and Hyde to Rochdale have been more hide and seek really this season. Um, Greg, we've we've got you know, Rovers inconsistent, Rochdale consistently rubbish. Wow, well, yeah. Uh, we we we. I, I wasn't going to say in real words on that, but I know we've got. I know I was going to face say something stronger, but you know, um, mm. Greg, Greg, we've spoken about this a lot, and it's been well documented. Um, yeah, I I I don't want to. I don't, I'm not going to ask you how the season's gone because I think we all know. Bottom of the football league. It's you're not exactly going to be singing the praises of it. More, what needs to happen in the summer?
2: Oh, Gosh, um. I don't know where to start, but I'll I'll make it I'll I'll try and make it brief, and then uh, so I think we've been relegated on about six different subplots. Basically, it's been more than one issue. <clears throat> so basically, we shouldn't have backstocked uh, Robbie Stockdale in the summer because he got a big budget and he wasted it all on mediocre players that haven't really performed throughout the entirety of the season. Um, the board probably did the right calling, sacking him early to give us more of a chance. To stay up by them putting bottomley in, not bottomless sorry Bentley in charge. Bentley wasn't he was he is or was whatever you recall it. He is technically a non-league manager, so he hasn't really. I don't think he's got the know-how of how to crack on in League Two against your Bradfords and your Stockports and your Leighton Orients. I'm not too sure if he did or not. The players are somewhat to blame because none of them could really. Keep up any consistency whatsoever as a whole squad, apart from maybe four of them: Henderson, Briley, the goalkeeper, and somebody else who. Oh, uh, Lloyd, Danny Lloyd. I said four of them have. have I won't say they were consistent, but they've shown they've shown that they are willing to try and get stuck in and get involved. You can't really put everything on Henderson. I was having a debate with my dad the other day about Henderson, and my dad was like, "Oh, we shouldn't have brought Henderson back." I said, "No." I said, I don't think he's the problem in all of this. You know, it's not the main, this has happened because of Henderson. It's not. It's, it's the entire squad that have either down tools or they haven't been able to um, continually gain results or points. That's that's the name of the game, isn't it? Getting the, the, the draws and the wins and, and getting up there. <clears throat> so you can't pin it on one player. I don't think that worked specifically, but I think he was saying, why did we bring him back? But in, he's our second goal scorer, like highest, so he's not been that bad, but you can't be putting it all on a thirty-nine year old. So you know, we, we, we used to be able to we briefly spoke about this last week or the other week, me, Deck and the we did a little bit of a Twitter space as a test. And we're talking to the old Dale Garnwee um podcast um Thomas lad who who's who hosts and I was saying um years ago when we had we had Aaron Wilbraham, he was in his forties but we weren't absolutely banking on him to score every week because we had Aaron Morley, Ian Henderson, uh, Rathbone, uh, Matty Lund, Stephen Humphreys. We had a good, decent setup where other players would chip in, and he's just—he's just there as a squad player, Wilbraham. And you know, if we—if someone's injured, we play him, or he's the experienced head, chuck him on for fifteen minutes, something like that. But Henderson isn't—we couldn't do that with Henderson this year because everyone else has been so rubbish or underperforming that we've had to play him because he is, quote-unquote, you know, one of the best players we've ever had, but we've relied on him too much and having to play him every week. So it, then it looks like he's not the player he is, but you can't put it all down to a 38, 39-year-old. That's a little rant there. But um, <clears throat> what else happened? Um, so yeah, Bentley wasn't the answer, I don't think, because he is historically non-league manager somewhat. Um, so the players, and apparently he was a bit of a shouter, in the dressing room, and that's not quite going to work in terms of getting players to perform. I don't think it's that's, I think it might be an old hat thing now, shouting as a manager, possibly. I think there's there's more advanced ways of doing it, isn't it? Like, I know pet shouts and rants and raves, but you know, you don't see it in the. You can't shout in the blood. Yeah, I've noticed. These days, Greg I've noticed there's, there's, a the <clears throat> there's a few things. Come on. It's an absolute
1: like. There's a few things in our Dale joke, chat about that. Um, I I called the I called the line a blind earlier on today, and I had the steward like signal for me to sit down, and it wasn't a blind such and such. I literally just mm. stood up and said, "Are you blind?" And I was told to sit down, and I thought, like, it, it it's does. just gone, hasn't it? It's <laughs> we'll just sit in silence yeah. and sit on our. hands I noticed that I, I went I went
2: to the Dale game a few weeks ago against Walsall at home, and like the 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 stewards were looking at a lot of Dale fans like ready for get out. You know, but the work we weren't that bad. We, not that you're saying. I'm not saying you were, Dak. I'm just saying we weren't that bad. We were just like that. That didn't go over the line or, or something. You should see him. He's, he's dreadful. <laughs> oh, I've he's sat next to him actually. Match I've been thinking about it, it's it's, it's uh, yeah. It's
0: why I've not been for a while. It's just oh, going with him. It's just
1: oh, I can yeah. I can go there, lads. Oh, oh, I've, I've, I've seen, seen you today. go
0: there. Problem is, more often <laughs> than <laughs> I not, you'll go, go there that never go, come back. Oh God, those <laughs> lads over there. You used to teach them, lads. They must be on best behaviour today. I used to teach them. It's like every single week. It's like. Some new random,
1: yeah, that, that happens far, far too, too often. often as well. And he's
0: like, <laughs> best next, like, all
1: right, yeah,
0: it's like so. Yeah, it is good, great. it is. And um, but no, <laughs> it's it's um, yeah, it's gone a bit too set in your hands, yeah.
2: It's become a different it, animal you know, going watching football, it's, it's become to... a different animal. I remember like five or six years ago, uh, you could, you, yes, you could chant, you could make songs up, and
0: no, but seriously, it's... are we
2: not meant to do those things, Jimmy? Uh, no, I, I that... not but you. like. That there's some harmless chance that you, I don't think you could get away with now. Like we used to have one for Jason Kennedy that was Jason Kennedy's ginger, and he doesn't care. I reckon you get some looks off stewards now for that. Maybe because it was a crap song. That might have been it. But yeah, I think it was just because it was. I was going to say that must have took a while for someone to so think thought that at all. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, I got off on a tangent. Let's get back to Rochdale's terrible season. No, but
0: <laughs> I think I think I think stewarding has become overzealous across and down the yeah. game. To be honest, people just want to. Jobs were for any reason, but you know some people genuinely are assholes. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong, but yeah.
2: like
0: sometimes you're like, Come on, yeah, man. um,
2: really? oh yeah, not his cousin, Back so. to Rochdale, I'll just be brief, but um, yeah, so and then by default, Jim McNulty gets the managerial position, but he's a defender, so he picks up like Jim mentioned, uh, not sure, Deck mentioned before. We picked up a few wins, picked up a few draws, but he's he's not a manager, really. He's not. He's a defender. And he's 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 knocking on a bit as a player as well, but because this sort of um, these results sort of manifested that we were doing okay and mad things were happening, like we were beating Walsall four two and the ghost goal and things like that. I, I think I mentioned the goal that didn't go in and things like that. I think it sort of manifested into this Jim's Jim's the savior. All of a sudden, Jim will do it, but I don't think he will. I don't think you can give Jim McNulty the managerial position next season. A few people are saying. We've got to give it him because he's brought the best out of a set of players that two managers who were supposed to be managers couldn't get the best out of and he's done it, but not the best out of, but results at least somewhat. But I'm still a bit, I'm not sure if one next season in the conference we'll have a tight, um, we'll have a shoestring budget once again. It'll be lower than we've ever had possibly, or for a while at least. Two, I'm not too sure if he'll have a network of players that he can sort of entice to the club. I'm not saying we're this, we're not, we're not Stockport, we're not Tranmere, we're not Bradford, whatever, we're not that. But I mean, in terms of a pull to play for us, I don't think he's the man. I don't think he's the way forward. Um, there's all kinds of different rumors. rumor today. I've heard of one of the lads that uh, is we're after the Chester City manager. Um, Callum is he called McIntyre? Is it Callum McIntyre?
0: McIntyre. Is he twenty
2: eight yeah. year old? Is that right? He's a young, young lad, he was at uh,
0: Runcorn Linitz, I think, or Runkle, one of the um, Runcorn clubs, Runcorn so Linitz, my apologies, and yeah, he took on the Chester job, as a Boyo mm-hmm. Chester fan, um, took on the Chester job, I think he was working in the youth system as well, alongside doing the mm-hmm. Runcorn first team job. Done alright, got into to third in the National League North, he lost to Brackley yesterday in the playoffs at home, and there's all kinds of, unfortunately Chester had to yeah. put out of, a statement. About the, the fans' behaviours towards the Chaos. towards the the Brackley fair, fans there, which is not on nearly full time. You know that's when you lose. Oh, absolutely. A you know that's that's yeah. more.
1: I've I've a friend of mine who's also a teacher, so will reman- remain remain um, nameless, unanimous, anonymous, unanimous, so, uh, unanimous, uh, like a famous Strabble boys. Um, and uh, he he basically said that it was there seemed to be something happened towards the at the away end that was then reacted to by the Chester fans, which shouldn't have happened, um, but then did say that the the policing and the steward were, were both very, very slow to respond, which in a game like that, <clears throat> whichever way round the result is, you know that there's going to be a mass pitch invasion. And so, like, you've got to have people on... Ha- Do you know what I mean? Like, you, it's not like that wasn't expected to have happened. Yeah. Um, so for them to not not respond was interesting. There was a, obviously a pitch invasion at Prenton um, yeah. Park today as well, which to be fair was contained very, very quickly. Um, so they, they literally kind of just got a line of people kind of halfway line, a little bit beyond the halfway line and then just put like a taper thing across and that was it, mm. job done. Um, although there was one bell end of a Northampton fan who came and Dave mm. the Trammear fans a load and I thought, you've just been promoted and you're your priority is to go and go the no. team who finished mid table. There's always one who you've just there's beat, always one go and enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Always. Sometimes there's two, <laughs> depending if I'm at the game or not. But
2: um, it's actually long priority today. is an of one. I don't nice. know what 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 pints what pints he's been know, drinking.
0: Wait. What are you doing in life? If you get promoted and go Rovers fans, Let's be fair. There, there's not, there's no rivalry there. Well done, Northampton. I've, I've never had a problem with yeah, them. I've league never one. really
1: had a problem. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: See, see you, see, no, in, see you in, see you in two
1: problem. years. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> I'd say in a year. I should be straight back down. They're, they're
0: one of those funny clubs, Northampton. I think you kind of oh. yo-, yo-, yo. I can never. Mm. I was thinking about this the other day. How many? What club? Is there any club that you can name at the start of the season? You have to actively look up what league they're in. And Northampton after one of them where I go. Are they League One? Are North they Hampton, League Two? Yeah. I can never remember where they are yeah. in years to the next. Do same
2: with M- Swindon. I can never be
0: sure which division MK they're in it's for me. Oh, okay. well, we'll get on oh, to MK Downs, we'll yeah. get on to a few clubs like that. A few few clubs that you should MK go franchise. Indeed, the McFranchise, yeah. They're coming back to oh, Fram yeah. Park next season. Um but these clubs Round are sort of yo yo between them. I'm sure people will say the same about Tram, you know, that aren't, you know, so affiliate with the club, you know, yeah. yo yo between yeah. League One and Two. What bloody division are they in now? But uh, yeah, they one of those funny clubs, Northampton, where I don't really, I don't really know anyone who supports them. I don't really have any greats. I've never been that, way. Like, they just kind of appear a of division, like Walsall. They don't ever get promoted or relegated. They seem to appear a division. See, and they're still, obviously they're enough enough on, sure the not sure where. Walsall is...
2: Yeah. I've got against
0: them. I just don't just know saying. what they're either. Yeah. I don't know where they are. <laughs> I don't know where they
1: are. Yeah. Um, yeah but, Walsall, I don't know what it is with Walsall, but in my head, they're just a really yeah. weirdly set-up yeah. club. Right. Like, they're just... I, I, oh. I've never been they're able just to my finger just on what is it, it is. Very, like, every time I go there, there, it's just like yeah, they just, just like they, never, they're never gonna go down. They're probably never gonna go up. They, pro- it's probably because they resonate a lot with me <laughs> being a Tranmere <laughs> fan, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> but they're just, you know, they're very close. Yeah, it probably is that very close to a lot of the obviously the big Midlands mm. teams, as as we are with with Liverpool and Everton over the water. Mm-hmm. But just, I, I don't know what it is. Every time I go there, and I just think oh. the place has never changed. Like, they've probably not even cut the grass since I was last there because it doesn't grow because it's always miserable. Mm. There's just nothing there at all. Well, just really weird. Apologies yeah. to any I'm Walsall saying, listeners, but enough, I, I doubt very much i have got Walsall any. enough, I was a strong
0: Walsall podcast. You know, David said the exact same thing in my friends in Park and Tramia. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and you know what, Jimmy? I probably would. They're on the money. Yeah, they're probably they're absolutely two on the money. In the in the same we're still serving the same hot dogs that we were warming up two years ago. Uh, uh,
0: that's probably why that's, you've got a bit of a jiffy that's stomach. That's, 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 that's probably, probably why, yeah. If i blaming the Chinese, lately, the Chinese food, I should <laughs> specify. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes, we'll blame. Really, yeah. You you just to clarify, it's <laughs> not the nation, <laughs> the food. It's, Just to make that you Can't blame a whole fair of the like, world.
2: Jesus Christ, man.
0: i put my Ukraine flag back on.
2: Can't blame you know the entirety of China for... Trammer being twelve.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, we can try. Um, yeah, but going back to Dale, briefly, yeah, I'll, I'll wrap up it sounds up on Dale. like to be yeah. perfectly fair. From from my perspective, I think you need a bit of a, a massive yeah. clear out. I think, and Dale fans aren't like me saying this. I think I can see a lot of what's happening with Rovers or happen with Rovers when they drop. It might take two or three years. I don't no. think you come back next We're season. No, um, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong. It might take two, three, four, five years, whatever. And that sounds, oh my God, five years in the bin league. Oh God. But enjoy it because weirdly, whilst it's fucking horrible at times, there's a lot to enjoy. As long as you don't drop any further down, Mm. don't do a scum foot, please. You know, ideally, because that's when you start then getting away days at like someone's farm. But (laughs) in the the meantime, I can't talk. But uh, yeah, I do feel like it might take a few years, but you'll get back up there, but it'll take a few years to rebuild. Um, A bit like Chesterfield are kind of doing now, where they've been down... In fairness, Greg, it could be be the the
1: Football League Division 3 in the next 12 months. So you might have actually
2: gone (laughs) non-lead. You might be back in the league without having to do anything. We spoke briefly about how somewhat sexy the conference is with Wrexham doing well and the Hollywood stories. We briefly touched on it, didn't we? And Knox County getting 107 points, and and then the playoffs just being absolutely mad yesterday, where there were two or three goals in added time for Knox uh, oh no, County even, and uh, Newcastle sorry, uh, down there. Wow. Um, yeah, but we we, we, spoke, we spoke about yeah, that before in terms of it's sort of like a bit slightly glamorous now because of Wrexham and, and not Knox County, but that sort of neck and neck, weren't it for a while? For a second, who's going to do it? <clears throat> But well, I think I don't know if the shine's going to come off it now. The conference now that Wrexham have gone out of it, gone up to League Two, that shine will will carry with them, won't it, to League Two? I don't think it'll there's, stick in the conference. Yeah, there's
0: going to be, uh, well, uh, it it'll get rid of the the bandwagoners yeah. and the day trippers, the National League sort of whatever. But the legacy is now you have got that National League streaming service yes. um, that was never that Ryan Reynolds admittedly pushed hard for you know and i do think that that the the not the the conference the national league the the Skrill premier whatever you want to call it it's gone the various names is a lot more of an attractive league and a lot more of a full-time league than it was say 10 20 years ago when it was like a team a team would drop out of you know the old division 3 or, or old old division 4 going way back and they drop into the abyss you know clubs that like maidston or southport or you know, clubs that would get elected out of the league in times gone by, going way before 1980 odd, it would be the abyss. You know, you would, you'd never see them again. You'd never hear from them again. You wouldn't have a bloody clue what they were doing. But now, the national leagues covered all over the shop. You know, you get it all with BT. You, you know, you're probably going to be on television more with BT than you would be next if you were in League Two next season. Okay, there's the new Sky deal coming in. We'll make, we'll discuss that. I'm sure another time on a longer episode of the podcast because there's too much to unpack there Like, I just, I think it is essentially a League 3 now, it's it's mostly full time, don't get me wrong there's some absolute drops to the bottom of the league, but the top of the league I maintain is stronger than quite a lot of yeah. League 2 Um, and it's it's a really, like you say you watched Nott's County yesterday against Boreham Wood Boreham Wood, who keep making the playoffs They're only a small club, but they keep punching up their weight. And Luke Garrald has done a class job there. Bromley again against Chesterfield. I would have had him at Rovers.
1: He was one of my... Not that he was ever a candidate or ever appeared on, but he would have been, if he could kind of cherry-pick a manager, uh, a realistic manager... well done a him. job and he's he's got that he's got the perfect yeah. mix of you know attack and football, solid defence, and yeah. he's a bit of a tick off on the touchline, which yeah. when it's when it's in your dugout, you love all that. Yeah, don't like you? I say, we watched um, we watched
0: them at uh Goodison in the fifth round, the FA Cup the other year, last year, and okay, they, they came and put 10 men behind the ball. Um but they were hard to break down. They were resolute, they were solid. And a lot of those lads, I think I remember the right back, I can his name now, Smith, who's an Evertonian, went on to has gone on to play, I think, for Stevenage he has gone to play in the football league certainly, and a lot of those lads do. They are a good platform. I think Garrard has done a lot with that club. Bear in mind, he had the heartbreaker losing to the Rovers at Wembley in 2018, and he's still there. And likewise, Bromley, you know, pushing Chesterfield all the way and, and could have gone through yesterday. It's a league where it, reputation and big names don't count for much. Um, you've got to do it right on the pitch and. It is an attractive league. It is now because you're seeing names that you would never have heard of before. Like likes of your Solly Moors, your Gatesheads, you know, your whoever. And you've got names that your Rochdales, Oldham's, ex-league clubs where it's, is it, like I say, it's just like a fifth professional division these days. And apart from the FA Trophy and qualifying for the FA Cup, which is grim, Um, the difference in standard is not that much, I find. Um, well, no, I think just, it's going to take time to get back, just enjoy the ride while you can and just pray and drop <laughs> yeah. any bloody further down because that's when you do start getting issues unfortunately. Yeah. I hate to break to you, that's when you do get it. Rovers had the same thing when they started season badly, it was like, shit, we're going to be in the, in the sixth here next season. Derby's against like, Marine or something, you think you're panicking then, don't you? What was the, sorry, But what was the, you know. but, no. what,
2: what was the yeah. overall, how did it become that you got back out of there? Was there any sort of rhythm was it was it that you just needed to hit the reset button was there anything in 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 particular that that got you back to the EFL do you think
1: there was the first season that we went down <clears throat> they kind of they didn't sign everyone in sight in terms of like a man city way when city had money but obviously we were an, an attractive proposition for every tom dick and harry and i think because of that we were maybe a little bit um I don't know how kind of maybe played a little bit by some players' agents, where we were sold a lot of Deadwood or a lot of players who were at the end of their, you know, I'm thinking Michael Higdon for example, Gary Taylor Fletcher, who Gary Taylor Fletcher, Michael oh, Higdon was... was substituted off when we were getting beat at home against Bricklayers FC or whoever it was. They had about 15 away fans, and rather than jogging off, he actually came back over to the top and like mocked the Tranmere fans and like half arse like there was a lot of debts that the first season was just a write off. But we had recruited some of the kind of um spine of of the, the like the successful side really. So um your Jay Harris's and centre mid, Scott Davis, uh obviously goalkeeper, um I think Adam Buxton had signed in the first season, but he didn't yeah. really appear Buxton, very much on that of course uh, vote, was there. didn't we? Norwood was there. But again, his first season was oh, he couldn't score a one-on-one. average, really. Yeah, he th- you know. Um but I think I think it was key then that once we got that we could kind of see what was going to make a, a good National League caliber player because it's very different to, to the football league in terms of I would say it's a more physic When I say a more physical division, I think because of the standard of refereeing, mm. players get away with a lot more, and therefore, you know, the likes of Norwood, who is that kind of small, agile, quick striker, but if someone went down his shins and he, you know, he was cut to bits, he'd get back up and play on. You know, you you still need to have that kind of toughness about you, which I think a lot of um, football league players maybe haven't got as much now because they've gotten used to, dare I say, a slightly higher standard of refereeing, slightly slightly marginal. Um but yeah I think I think as well part of it, Greg is just that little bit of patience with it and kind of obviously that the second season that we were down there, we absolutely stormed the like when we look at it, I think we finished something like 17 points clear of the last relegation place or something daft like that. Um ended up playing Forest Green who were that team in seventh place. And we kind of went down to Wembley thinking, right, well this this is a formality. Um and got absolutely turned over on the day. Um, played off the pitch and then again it was that thing of we kind of thought we were at our best and that we weren't going to have another season that was as good as that and it was that you know to be fair kind of how um, not County, I've probably felt this year. I know obviously we weren't quite as good as them and Wrexham in terms of the number of points but that kind of season, especially considering how we've been in a few years before we had gone down where we couldn't string two wins together and then you'd kind of go in and consistently winning 3-1, 4-1 2-0, 5-2 every week Um, so I think there was a little bit of a panic but we managed to again, maintain the, the kind of core of the squad. I think at that point, Cook came in. I know, Cook, Cook was there, but he wasn't firing, you know, all cylinders. I think he was dropped for being, in Thomas commas, unfit um, or overweight or whatever they, they said. Um, and then, obviously, third time, third time lucky. Um, but it, it, it is, it, it's you know, there's that bit of adjustment and there's, um, I don't know, was it the fourth season? Third, third, season. Season? third season. Third season. third season. Third season. It just, yeah, I think. But again, if we hadn't come up in that third season, I think we probably then would have either ended up being stuck down there in a similar way to Wrexham, or we we would have dropped through the divisions, depending on where the funding kind of went. Now, our situation could be very different. To how that, you know, Dale might have a plan where they can say, right, actually, we'll have we've got you know the the funds there or the capability of being able to last five years or or whatever it'll be. And and now, as Jimmy was touching or alluding to there that. There's more interest in the division, and there's probably more money. I remember there was a a Q and A with our owners, um, and people were basically accusing them of siphoning off the TV money. And we were shown, um, uh, what's the word, like an invoice from BT Sports. Can't remember who we played at home; could have been Guiseley or someone like that. And I think the crowd at home, obviously because it was on the telly, the crowd dropped. So we got about four thousand or something in, and it actually cost the club five hundred pounds more. Than what they were getting back in from bt so by the time they paid for like cables to be laid you know obviously there something to do with the power or whatever scaffolding and different like kind of positions for the cameras and stuff it actually cost the club money to be broadcast on and that was consistent for like two of the two or three years we were down there so um but as, as as we were saying i think deals like that and there's there's definitely more money in the division now um a much more kind of competitive league it's not you know signing for one or two of the top sides in there there's probably seven or eight teams in there now who every year you know you wouldn't be frowned upon for doing and putting a little bet on that they'll probably
2: go up um so hopefully that that'll be Dale in the next yeah 18, i think or two I'll, years. I'll just briefly tap into this one but i think um i think my only concern is that we don't have a lot of money and there's no signs of we're not a i mean we, we picked up a few points but you have to be good to be at the top is what i'm trying to say and we haven't looked there's nothing that i've seen this season that can make me believe and again we might the players might move on i don't i don't think there'll be a lot of them that will want to stick around really you know if even if it's like Walsall or whoever just said Do you want to play for us or Forest Green they'll go some of them so it might it might be a fresh fresh slate for us to just get new players in who are sort of committed to getting us back into the EFL um, yeah, so there's only two things. that There's a few things I'm a bit worried about. But the first one is we don't actually have any money. And two, there's no signs of us looking like we could be in the business end of the table next season. But you don't know. You, everyone has a pre-season. Tram May do, Everton do, we do. Brighton, everybody has a pre-season. We can transform. Um, look at look at teams Look at look at good teams that you think are going to you know do well. Look at, look at Chelsea. That's that's one thing we'll get onto at one point. I don't know whether it's today or next week or another week, but yeah. So I suppose we've got the time now to sort of refresh and go. This is what we need to do going forward. But we need to do a lot. There's a lot of change that needs to be done. We need a new manager, a new captain, new players, new all sorts. But maybe it's maybe it's you know maybe you get into the conference. <clears throat> Hopefully, Your kits look nice though, Greg. Hopefully we're going to. Your kits are lovely. Yeah. Oh yeah, O'Neill. we sponsored by O'Neill. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, so it's either going to be They've sent a few, the few um, artwork in there of what the kits might look like. But yeah, I'll uh, I'll move on from Dale because it's it's depressing enough. I'll move over to Deck and Jim now. Which direction do you want to go in now? And
0: um, no. just to say thank you, that does answer our questions well from Plotback Four on Twitter. You asked how they felt, how we felt, rushed to do next season. Um, I think it's quite clear. Our views is maybe it's a little bit of stagnation before we about back ultimately in a couple of years' time. But we hope, of course, it's we're proven wrong and it's, it's a straight return back to the Football League.